Welcome to the Better Humans podcast, where each episode we dive in with an author from the Better Humans publication and discover advice and insight that actually works. To learn more about the articles we discuss, visit betterhumanspodcast.com or simply Google Better Humans. Now together, let's dig in and all become better humans. Welcome to the Better Humans podcast, Yana. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm pumped to discuss your article. So you wrote a recovered insomniac's guide to not counting sheep. So I always ask the, the same first question, and that is what inspired you to write this article? Well, I mean, it's obviously, first of all, personal experience. Um, and also, I think sleep is kind of a universal topic, uh, like everybody struggles with that at some point. But if you kind of go and Google the solutions, the first thing you get are more in the direction of sleep science than um, a lifestyle holistic kind of perspective. Sure. And yeah, that's that's what I hope to achieve here. Yeah. So <laughs> you fill get... in those gaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. So how long did you struggle with, with your sleep? Like how long was that an issue? Um, well, on and off, um, it was for years, really, at least five or six. Yeah, probably even more than that. Um, there were different kind of problems in different points. Um, I had insomnia of the late onset type so that you basically can't fall asleep. When you get to bed, I also had uh, this problem of waking up a lot when I fall asleep. Uh, I also had some uh, violent nightmare spells. Um, oh. Those weren't fun at all. <laughs> so, yeah, and kind of throughout those years, I have been searching through the Internet. And basically, I found a lot of sleep hygiene, generally sensible sleep rules. Sure. But it wasn't completely like the answer. So I wanted to go and tell the rest of the story as best as I can and maybe help somebody else out. Yeah, makes complete so, yeah. sense. So you talk in the article, you give some advice about what to do when you can't sleep. Can we chat through some of those uh, concepts? The first one you say is get cozy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that part, that paragraph, um, is for when you need immediate help. So it's not for long-term, uh, it's not meant as a long-term solution. It's meant for when you can't sleep, like tonight, and you need to fall asleep soon. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are things that you can immediately do to kind of trick yourself into falling asleep or at least getting more sleep than none. Sure. Um, so yeah, getting cozy, um, getting uh, your temperature checked so it's stable, eating, um, even if it's not recommended generally to eat late, um, organizing and yeah, just like some, some things that you can do that you can troubleshoot easily the problems that you're having so that you can go to rest now. Um, yeah. So basically. Sure. So, and you mentioned some other ideas. So you say exhaust yourself. So obviously it can help if you're doing some physical activity during the day. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it's helpful if you can do it during the day, uh, all of these things, if you can just like spread them out throughout the day, you don't have to do them at bedtime. Um, but if you haven't, then it's you might as well do it now. So you could just dance a bit or exercise moderately just to get yourself tired and more likely to fall asleep, basically. Sure. And you say to avoid blue light. So like how... How much prior to going to sleep do you think you should try to avoid blue light? Um, generally speaking, uh, it's recommended that you spend at least an hour without electronics. Mm. Um, and that's, I mean, light is proven to mess with your sleep. That's a fact uh, because it's connected to the way your body works, basically. Um, it responds to the light cues. So when it's loud, light outside, then your body's thinking that it should be up as well because you're meant to be up when it's light and sleeping when it's dark. Um, so when you use a lot of electronics late, that kind of tricks your brain into thinking it's still daytime and it shouldn't be sleeping. That being said, if you've been <laughs> trying to sleep for hours, it's like past midtime, you haven't touched your phone, but you still aren't sleeping, then you might as well just get it over with and kind of use the light or some other, um, how do I say this? Uh, you, you might as well simulate yourself a bit more so that it actually gets you tired and ready to sleep. Oh, yeah. So if you don't want to use uh, the screens because of the light, that's fine. Uh, you can still do um, like some crosswords or something like that and tire your eyes or just read. Mm -hmm. That works as well. And you uh, mentioned you like to listen to lo-fi music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really relaxing, really makes me feel kind of at home. So whenever I'm feeling like anxious and too worked up to sleep, I put on some lo-fi or like I said, some binaural beats uh, because those are designed to kind of calm you down and make you feel comfortable and happy and peaceful enough to sleep if you're not already feeling that way. Sure. And you say you can even try to overstimulate your brain. So how would you do yeah. that? Um, yeah, it happens sometimes that you're kind of in a rut and your brain might be compensating and playing out some like uncomfortable memories or just, you know, playing and keeping itself busy. You have racing thoughts or something like that. Um, so in order to avoid that, because that happens to me a lot, actually, if I'm not very busy, then my brain will make it seem like it's very busy. It will find things to do uh, and then can spiral in a, in a very bad way <laughs> into anxiety. Um, so I kind of counteract that by playing some music that's that's not lo-fi <laughs> for sure. Uh, that's where maybe I put some heavier music um, or something that's kind of uh, more filled with sound and has more of an energized atmosphere to it mm -hmm. uh, so that I can focus on that. And then it's kind of entertaining and stimulating. And so it stops my brain for searching from from searching for other entertainment outside of it, basically. Mm -hmm. And you also mentioned sometimes you just need to process your thoughts. Yeah. Well, sometimes, you know, something happens um, and you haven't had the time to kind of 
sit through it and see how you feel about it. Um, maybe you've been a lot with other people or something really happened recently, like the day in question, and you just need to kind of think about it. You need to see how you feel. And yeah, it, it just sometimes you can't sleep because something important is going on and that's fine. I feel like, but that's not something that's very worrisome in a long-term um, way. It's something that happens once in a while and you kind of just have to go through it and then you can move on and just fall asleep because you've, you think your thoughts, you kind of move through them. And at some point there's, there's nothing else. You've thought through everything you wanted to, you feel kind of comfortable and clear, and then you can just fall asleep basically. Yes. And that aligned with uh, another suggestion was to organize and to uh, kind of clear your head. Yeah. It's always useful if you have a lot to do. Uh, I think at this time of year, a lot of people can relate. Like this week specifically, I haven't been getting as much sleep as I would have wanted to, but I'm not worried. It's the pre-holiday moment. Um, we're kind of all wrapping it up. Uh, and there's a lot of responsibilities before that. So you kind of need to make sure that you do everything. Um, and it can get on top of you a little, so you can just try and organize it, make like a to-do list, uh, or map it out. So it's more manageable and less overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you say, this is something that I've embraced. You say sometimes like, just try not to sleep. Maybe it's time to get up and maybe it's, you know, far before when you plan getting up, but occasionally just, uh, try not to sleep and wake up and get moving. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I'm glad you resonated with that. Uh, yeah, sometimes it happens if you go to bed um, earlier or if you're, go if you're in bed, but you're not sleepy at all. You just can't sleep and you're not going to fall asleep. Um, and you're kind of at risk of prolonging this moment um, where you can't fall asleep more than if you would just get up and resume your regular life and then come back to try and sleep again later. Uh, it seems like something that you shouldn't do, just like wake up and turn on the lights and do something. But when it's that late in the evening, I find that just I embrace this idea and I get up and I try to work and then I realize, oh, I actually am sleepy now. <laughs> or, uh, or at least it comes to me sooner. And if not, then some work gets done or I do something else. It's not wasted time lying in bed, you know? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in the article you give, you, we didn't touch on even all of your suggestions. So definitely check out this article, guys. I'll link to it yeah. in the show notes. But um, to, to kind of go on further into the article, you say there are seven types of rest and that you need more than just good sleep to to perform at your peak. Can we chat through some of the seven areas? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's kind of um, in line with what, what, I, what I was talking about earlier, where sleep hygiene just isn't in itself enough because it doesn't focus on your whole life. It just is focusing on sleep. And there's actually a lot more to your life and a lot more that can cause like poor sleep uh, outside of sleep. So there are areas of your life uh, that aren't just... Um, 
the physical area let's say it like that it's not it's not just uh that you're tiring yourself physically so that you can just sleep and that kind of balances itself there's also um different types of rest you need for the other areas so there's uh, mental rest there's emotional rest um, creative spiritual social and sensory rest as well and you kind of need all of those in your life Um, Because you need to feel well emotionally, you need to express yourself creatively, uh, you need to have a sense of purpose, so that's where spiritual rest comes uh, in, Uh, you need to be surrounded by supportive people, and you need to feel comfortable and, how do I say it, let's say cozy in your surroundings and your environment so that's where sensory rest comes in like if you're surrounded a lot of uh, a lot with bright lights and loud noises and uh, stuff like that it can really wear you down and you might need to decompress from that so all of these are what you need in your life in order to be actually fully rested and not just sleep yes so is rest the same thing as inactivity no, that's that's the next part. Um, there are two types of rest that I think is very important we talk about. Um, there is active rest and there is passive rest. So um, you can tell which one you need by basically the state you're in. So if you feel like your energy is spent, you aren't able to do anything else. Like you just don't have it in you to push through. Um, then you need passive rest. You need to, that's that's like the more traditional type of resting, like sleeping or lounging or just what you think of when you say rest. Uh, otherwise, you may enter burnout um, or just become frustrated and out of balance. Okay. The other type uh, is the one that's actually talked about less, uh, but it's very important, uh, is active resting. Uh, so if you don't get enough of it, um, it's kind of the opposite effect. Uh, you get too many, too much energy that's kind of pent up without anywhere to go um, because you're not using your muscles, let's say like that, and you're not in shape, you're not um, at your full potential. So this can kind of affect other areas in your life. Uh, and manifest as poor sleep or frustration or anger or just confusion, let's say. So the point is um, that you need both of these types of resting and enough activity. So an example of, give me an example of like active rest. That'd be like walking or no? Yeah, so active resting would be uh, something that you do between uh, two activities um, that's resting you, but not putting you at a full stop. It's just there to make you kind of uh, loosen up, recuperate a bit, but it's there to keep your engine running. Basically, it's buffering the contrast and it helps you stay uh, in shape. Uh, It can also, uh, active rest can also be uh, any activity that you do in the same sort of area of life. Um, uh, while you're doing, uh, while you're having a break from the usual thing that you're doing. So, for example, I think, yeah, I've listed uh, athletes here as good examples. So, uh, yeah, it would be like running or 
um, doing some light exercise while you're resting from other types of exercises um, that you were doing before that were more intense. Or it can be walking between running laps um, and stuff like that. I, I hope I, I was clear enough on that. Okay. Um, and let's chat through uh, sleep hygiene or sleep routines. So you say sleep routines never last. So can you explain that and why you think that? Yeah, so sleep hygiene is a very important concept um, where you build kind of good sleep habits. But the problem there is that there are these steps that you're supposed to follow, but they're not in themselves enough of a motive for you to actually follow them. So you have um, rules like you should go to bed and wake up at the at the same time you should avoid caffeine late in the day uh, avoid alcohol um a lot of these like you, you can just easily find a whole list of steps and they're good for your sleep however some of them if you're already struggling with sleep issues um, some of them are just hard to keep doing for a longer while uh, if you don't have a real reason behind doing them so, uh, in my experience, um, sleep issues don't just appear out of nowhere. Um, they're usually caused by an imbalance somewhere else in your life. And fixing them needs to be um, revolved around those other things as well. So, you can't, just like you can't um, take a medicine and have it solve uh, a bad habit. You can just help with your symptoms. You can't just use sleep hygiene and then ignore the cause of, like, of your poor sleep. So for me, um, it happened in a lot of different ways. Uh, but for example, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't wake up early enough. I couldn't wake up early in the morning and that was an important sleep hygiene step. Uh, until I found a real reason to wake up in the morning. And for me, it was as simple and dumb as wanting to see the sunrise. But because it mattered to me, because this was a spiritual thing in my life at the time, uh, I was able to power through it. It mattered enough, so I stuck with it and built the habit based on that. So your motive might be different, but as long as there's a motive that you care about, then the sleep hygiene um, rules are going to work. But if there isn't anything that's supporting it, then that's, it's just not going to last. It's going to fail. And you say so that's, it's so important that your sleep hygiene is sustainable. Yeah, because you want it to be something that you can stick with for a long time. You want it to be something that's part of your daily life and not something that you just came up with. It's a new, exciting thing that you're doing for yourself and kind of you lose your enthusiasm after a month and then it fails. You don't want it, you want it to last. And so in order for that to last, it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be easy enough to be doable every single day. Mm -hmm. So they, that's kind of the baseline of your good sleep, I think. And then you also mentioned baseline for good sleep is your nighttime pattern and your daytime patterns. Yeah, uh, those are basically what you need to track to find the imbalances in your life. So, as I said, uh, if you're having issues with sleep, uh, in my experience, 
personally, it never was because I just couldn't sleep. It was because of something else, like emotional overwhelm or loneliness or something like that. And so by tracking everything that's happening, like how you feel, what's going on, when you fe- when you fell asleep, um, what helped you fall asleep or for the daytime, uh, kind of what helped you feel better, when was your mood the highest or lowest, your habits and stuff like that, you can help yourself basically find the pattern, find the core problem, mm-hmm. and then you can get further down to fixing your sleep, basically. Awesome. And it's important we know, and you note this in your article, that this is all based on your personal experience, Yana. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned in the article that, you know, everyone's going to be different and not to substitute this for, you know, visiting a doc if you're really having, struggling with insomnia yeah. or sleep. So um, what else? Is there anything I didn't um, ask you about that I should have? Your your article is so full of information that I don't want to uh, <laughs> miss anything if there's something yeah. you want to make sure we touch on. Yeah, no, I think it's just important uh, if you take anything out of it is that your strategy needs to be very customized and sustainable above all else. Um, If you're going to follow a rule just to follow it, it's not going to last. But if you find something that's your own issue in your own life, even if other people don't often struggle with that, you need to address that and you need to make your own custom strategy because nothing else is going to work. So that's kind of my point of the whole thing uh, is to find a balance in everything you do and kind of reach something, uh, reach some kind of a solution that's going to actually help you stay on this path for a longer while instead of just fixing it for tonight or the next month, you know? Yes, that's great advice. I love that. All right, Yana. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Better Humans podcast. I know this is a... um, I know insomnia is a problem that so many people have. So hopefully this uh, help people think through that and process some of that. Yeah, I really hope so. And thanks so much for having me. I was really happy to be here. Awesome. You did a great job. And uh, as you write more articles for better humans, you're always welcome to come back on. Oh, yeah, that would be great. All right, Yana. Thanks again. You did awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's Matt. Hope you're all doing really well. Uh, Just a quick reminder, check out betterhumanspodcast.com for more episodes. Of course, check out uh, Better Humans on Medium. And uh, please don't be shy. Let me know if you need anything. You can always learn more about me or connect with me uh, via my website. That's at matt-east.com. So I hope you guys are all doing well and are wrapping up 2020 strong. So uh, that's it. If you need anything, hit me up. I would love to hear from you. Bye-bye.